What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Vantage Point Podcast. Woo! We're back for another episode yes, this sir. week. Jake, how you been doing? What's, been what's doing life good. been like? It's been fantastic. I have uh, <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on cars oh. this uh, this week. Not the kind of money you like to spend no, on cars. No, but you know what? Safety first. Getting the getting the thing prepared for winter. Yeah. And uh, money's gonna burn in the end. So I'm about to drop also some cash on my car. So Woo-hoo! you know when you press the brakes and it goes, yeah. it's not Brr. good. That's a problem. That is a problem. Anyways, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Today we're going to be talking about a, kind of a hot topic, in my personal Is it opinion. a hot topic? I think it's a hot topic among this generation. Okay. So what is the one thing, Jake, that we all have in our pockets, accessible at all times, when you see four-year-olds playing on these things? Dog, was that like a straight-up call-out of me right there? No. Just because my son has played on these things? No, no, no. I'm saying, you're, bro. <laughs> this man just called me I, out in the not- podcast. No. It's like, you see four-year-olds I, playing with these I bad will, boys? I will condemn you. No, commend whoa, you. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. You heard it. He said. <laughs> yeah, I, no, we're talking about cell phones. I will commend you and say that Thank you. you guys try your hard. hardest to keep Judah, you know, active and not on his phone. Or on a phone. He doesn't have a phone. Yeah. Um, but so often, I see parents do the opposite. Yeah. And honestly, I, it's hard not to, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about what does it look like to unplug, right? Yeah. Specifically, the name of this podcast is No Service, right? Because you can't do anything on these bad boys when you don't have any service, any Wi-Fi. It is basically a brick. No shoes, no shirt. That's right. No, no service. service. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, I would say first we would be remiss if we didn't say that cell phones have made our lives incredibly more convenient. Yeah. But they've also created a layer of complexity when it comes to stress, anxiety, distractions, yeah. entertainment. I mean, it has, you know, and, and and I'll just be completely honest with you. This will be me showing my age. I think the benefits do not outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I agree. Because I think it's, you can never disconnect from it. So no. uh, students or or parents watching this, people who just are enjoying the podcast, you'll, you'll never leave work at home when you've got, or work at work, I'm sorry, when you have this thing with you. Like, yeah, I check emails at eleven o'clock at night sometimes. Yeah, because and it creates well, sometimes depending on who's emailed me, it creates anxiety, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then your mind starts going, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're distracted. Yeah, and I know kids are checking their school email. Yep. I mean, that's not a, even that, but like with school transitioning to online. Yeah. I mean, your professors can send you anytime, anything like an email, announcements, and all of a sudden you're thinking about an assignment. So. It can't always, you know, it's not always like social media. Sometimes it is schoolwork. Sometimes it is your email. Sometimes it's text, you know? Well, yeah. I think, and we haven't even addressed that, like what all this phone can do. I mean, you know this. We yeah. don't need to go over this. But, like, you definitely have access to emails. You definitely have access to communication with people via text messages, FaceTime, uh, phone calls, which people don't really call people on the phone that much anymore. No. Uh, but then, yeah, the big the big ones is you have access to social media all the time, which is an instant connection to yeah. a world of not only issues, but an entire world out there. You also have games. You have streaming. You watch TV on this bad boy. You yeah. listen to radio shows, podcasts, books, read, everything. People access their Bibles on this thing. Yeah. They've literally, the iPhone, Apple has created, and, and Android as well, uh, one of the, the worst things in the world because to some degree you need it to exist. Yeah. And it didn't always 
used to be that way. Well, there's actually a stat I want to read. Yeah, go ahead. 79% of 13 to 20-year-olds, that's teenagers, young adults, say that they cannot live without their smartphones. 79%. That's a lot of people saying that I physically could not be able to live if I didn't have my smartphone. Smart. Tell me how I'm supposed to agree with no <laughs> No smartphone. No Tell service. Tell me how I'm supposed to agree with no cell phone. Oh, bar. That was whack. It, yeah, anyway, but I mean, but like, yeah, same thing. It's the point. It was kind of whack. It was totally whack. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Cut. No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that, it's just yeah. totally the reality of it's you feel like you have community through a piece of technology yeah. now. And that's all of your community. Yeah. And right, COVID only ramped that up. Yeah. The isolation, the separation, the lack of integration interpersonally, like when we talk to one another, that's all gone down yeah. because COVID allowed it to happen. It, it sped up what was already trending. Yeah, and yeah, it made it 100% worse. Like yeah. there are people where I could, they could tell me more about Taylor Swift than they could maybe their one of their closest friends. Yeah. And that's sad. But we're going to that a little bit later because we're yeah. going to talk more about like, what are the facts about phone usage? What does it mean for society? Because there's been a lot of research done Specifically, now. I think we should focus on Gen Z, too, because yeah. that's the generation that's coming up. They, I would argue they are the true digital natives. Yeah. So, like, and you're in that generation, At by the, the way. the very beginning degree, of it, yeah. You probably never knew a time where there was not internet and there was not a cell phone. Yeah. That's crazy to me. The, no, I remember when my parents got their when first iPhone. When were you born? 2000. Yeah, bro. Like, so, so the internet was when I was like there. five or six yeah. is when I remember us getting computers at school. Yeah, but you and know, it was like you, the big. You don't books. remember like AOL Instant Messenger? The thing no. Was like, yeah. <laughs> We'd get on. Yeah. You would literally get online just to chat with people. So basically, how you text? Yeah. We would get online to do that. Yeah. But I mean, how you it's don't evolved. remember LimeWire? No, bro. Yeah. So uh, you, right. you don't remember LimeWire? LimeWire? Yeah, you don't remember that. I know Line Racer. Yeah, bro. That's you, an old you game. Ain't no, you're, yeah, I'm not, you're right. I'm not OG. I wasn't around. So you're a digital native. So let, yeah. walk me through. As a digital native, walk me through. What does it look like with a, with a cell phone? What are some statistics? What are some things yeah. we need to know about these things? Yeah, so research. We're talking about Gen Z here. Yeah, this yeah. is what I pulled off the internet. 60% yes, of teenagers. Your generation. Yeah, my generation. 60% of teenagers say their generation spends too much time on their phones. That's a little bit higher than I thought. Yeah, I would never have thought that. Now... More than half of Gen Z admit they often feel bad about the amount of time they spend on their phones. So 60% say, oh, we probably spend too much time. I wonder how much time. this social dilemma put in that. Bro, I bet a ton. I bet. So, oh, dude, that document is crazy. Bro, shameless plug, watch the social dilemma. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. So, but when you compare that, so we're, we're getting these stats where, like, we feel, Gen Z feels bad, okay? Yeah. I can mm -hmm. say we because I'm part. We feel bad about how much our prior generation's, like, you know, mostly on our phone. Sure. But 79% of us say that we can't live without it. Yeah, so it's like so you some feel bad. There. <laughs> I yeah. feel bad. I'm not going to change, yeah. <laughs> but I feel really bad, okay? Like, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the, I have remorse, but I'm not willing to. Bro, it's total, like, I mean, we are conditioned to be hypocrites when it yeah. comes to that thing. Like, I know I don't need to be on this, but. I'm going to do it anyway. I'll be honest with you, as a parent, it is really hard to put this thing down because yeah. um. Got TV shows on that I don't want to watch. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to get caught up on news. And we have to condition ourselves when we walk into the house. I'm not Gen Z. I'm a millennial. And yeah. I have to put this bad boy down away from me to where I can't see any alerts. I can't even be tempted to grab it because it's so addicting. Yeah. Like, it's oh, well, addicting to me. Yeah. And it's a research has actually showed that smartphones have led to an increase in addiction, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, compulsive buying, and poor sleep. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the list could probably go on from that. Absolutely. That's the quote I pulled. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm I'm just saying that's crazy. Like, so when you talk about addiction, that's that's a whole other level. And we can talk about, I mean, we've we've had podcasts on pornography, so I don't think we need to go into that today. Um, But pornography is absolutely, this is the number one way pornography is now accessed. Yep. Because it's in your pocket. Yeah, bro. It's totally in your pocket. And it's easy to get to, and you can have it like that. It's instant. But not even that, bro. Addiction to shopping. Yeah. Bro, Amazon is in your pocket. (laughs) Well, even ads, like, ads, they will, what I think people need to understand is that companies are making billions of dollars off your attention. Billions. And your money. Yeah. Because they want you to scroll and scrim longer and see four or five ads that they know that you would buy because they target you. They're listening to what you want. Yeah. And literally, I've, there's times where I've talked about something, like Dunkin' Donuts. They're great at this. Shout out Dunkin' Donuts. Um, actually, terrible, but. I've literally, I've had a conversation about Dunkin' Donuts with a friend, and then I got three ads on Instagram that day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I don't even like Dunkin' Donuts, I'm, which I'm trying to say out loud into my phone so it stops, but... Quit giving me <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts! I don't want it! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it totally does that, right? Like, you'll be talking... So for me, I always talk about toys with Judah, and I'm like, because we're big Facebook marketplace people. You know, yeah. I'm pastor, I'm on pastor Allery, you know. Bro, I respect it. No shame. He doesn't know. Anyway, so, but like, then I'll start getting Facebook Marketplace ads for toys that specifically the type of toy that I'm talking about. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's always listening. I think this is, you know, the iPhone has this thing now where it will show you how much time you spend on your phone. Yeah. I think it's really important for us to state when we were researching some of this stuff, the average teenager right now spends eight hours a day online. That's the bar, too. That's like that's the, the bar. That's the minimum. <laughs> eight hours. Average. That's the average. That means there are people. They're doing it way more. Yeah, bro. That's crazy to me. Eight hours. That's a work day. Yeah. But you don't realize it. Like, people get lost scrolling. Mm-hmm. You can spend two hours scrolling through, like, videos, like, reels, where you're just like, oh. Bro. What's this guy uh, mow grass? Like, I'm <laughs> such a freaking weirdo. I'll be, like, watching, like, this grass is really bad, and here comes this guy mowing it. And it's like a sped-up version of this guy cutting his grass. And I'm like, what am I doing it, with my life? Here's what's funny, too. And this is when I, I remember algorithms starting to get a little creepy. Like, yeah. AI is getting a little creepy. The fact that it knows you would like that, and it knows what I like, and we have completely different reels. Yeah. Like, I don't see the reels that you see. I don't see the reels that Except he you see sees. Them, you see them disc golf reels. I do see them disc golf <laughs> reels, but they know we, we'd be playing disc golf. So, um, But it's crazy. I mean, they literally, you, you're being watched constantly. They know yeah. what you like. They know who you are. They know what you're easily able to succumb to. Correct. So think about how the enemy, the devil, can use those things, the evilness of that, to tempt you into sin, to lead you astray into these things. Um, this is a crazy stat. It's over 30% of Gen Z interactions, this is social interactions, happen yeah. on a mobile device. That's crazy. 32% of interactions. So in a culture, and I want to talk about this, how does this affect us relationally? Mm-hmm. In a culture that more than ever, 70% of Gen Z reports feeling alone, sometimes or always. So in a culture where we are lonely, lonelier every single day, yeah. especially after COVID, how does our smartphone interaction affect our loneliness? Well, again, I think I think this is so obviously the point of this podcast. We're not it's it's no service. So it's talking about like how do we walk away from this? But I, but I think even deeper than that, what we need to understand in light with what you're talking about with how the enemy attacks us, and in light of of this thing's always listening to us, yeah. and it's always desiring our attention. I would argue our affection. Mm-hmm. I would argue this is an idol. Yeah. Right. And more and more people are being pushed away from real life to be distracted by our phones yeah and that's the whole point of this is like 
do we even acknowledge that this thing has become an idol? subtly become an idol yeah where you go to it for everything and and reflecting in your life where does it play where does it fall on your priority list yeah i think we're all being completely honest it's pretty high up there for everyone Mm -hmm. that's mature believer and immature believer because the enemy has been so good at what he has done and how he has crafted this thing and interweaved it into every facet of our lives yeah literally what's the weather gonna be like check my phone <laughs> yeah what's Sports. the news check my phone who's winning the game check my phone yep oh what shows are coming up in the movies check boom phone. check my phone like literally yeah. anything you need hey i need to go to papa john's what's the <laughs> quickest way to go boom check, check my phone yep. like it's every aspect of every single thing that we do yeah and i don't think we realize that until we start like really diving into how much we depend on this thing and i think again that's a key word the dependency on this yeah shows us where our heart is and the enemy has made it so much so that we literally depend on the phone for almost everything yeah i mean think about even food now <laughs> no I mean, order ahead door delivery dash, everything mobile it's apps mobile yeah i mean uh yeah dude door to, it's crazy to me so yeah, yeah. i mean i think that's I don't even know if I answered your question that you were asking, but I'm just like, I am completely convinced well, that this thing. Has- I think, no, 100%. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. This I'll- thing has what? Just completely distracted us from yeah. so much of and everyday life. That's, I think that actually does play into the question. Yeah. Why are we alone? We're distracted. Mm-hmm. We are not spending the time that we should into our relationships with our friends. That may be digital relationships. <laughs> and I, I promise you, it, it's not the same thing. Can I interrupt on that? Because yeah. I think there, this you've always heard it said, the most alone you feel is when you're alone in the midst of people. Yeah. Right? Crowds. Yeah. I think we can start applying that to a digital community. We feel alone, even though we're not alone, in the midst of such a vast sea of interaction. But even in those interactions, we are isolated and alone mm-hmm. because there's a lack of I may be wrong on this but I'm I'm believing there's a lack of authenticity in those yeah, relationships I agree 100% you have a I learned this in in school yeah. in my communication degree you have a there's like three types of self it's mm-hmm. your perceived self yep. your actual self and then you have a digital self they've added a thing oh wow so you have a constant life that is online that looks a certain way that acts a certain way then you have you, reality, and then you have your perceived reality. And oftentimes, I don't think that, that those realities ever match up. Yeah. And that's, that's where the depression, the anxiety comes in. It's like online, on Instagram, I look like I'm you know, doing all these amazing things and have so many friends. But in reality, I don't. And then I, because I don't, I'm going to think of myself poorly. Yeah. I'm going to say, man, why can't I live up to that? When it's, it's all, it enters into the comparison game, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget, and I've got to I've got to go back to what you said about the selves because I've got a reference that I think is funny. Mm. But in line with what you're saying, I've talked to people in ministry, and I've said, "Man, it looks like y'all are doing a great job. You're killing it." <laughs> yeah. And like, bro, social media media can make me can make anybody look good, right? And that's yeah. true. Social I mean, media can make any right. Back in the day, a couple years ago, there was this big phenomenon where people were paying to make it look like they went on vacations. Yeah, they were paying <laughs> other people to Photoshop to create these luxurious vacations when 
they weren't doing it. Mm. All right, so back to the three selves. It made me think of the Office episode where Dwight creates his alternate self. You know what I'm talking about? Like digitally. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like Jim, I, I, I think it was, I don't know what the game was. Mm. I guess it was similar to Minecraft, but it wasn't Minecraft or like The Sims. Um, uh, but it may I, have been Sims. But anyway, he's like, so know. wait, in your digital like world, you're still a paper salesman? Like, that, <laughs> yeah. This is what you get to be. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm a paper salesman that can fly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, facts. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's totally that your digital self is. And, and the, the point of that joke, it's actually pretty deep because you can create who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And bro, you can also have hardcore, they would call them beer muscles. Like social media muscles where you'll say things that you wouldn't say in real life. Yep. You'll do things that you would never be caught dead doing facts in real life on these phones facts a hundred percent you can read comments on instagrams and people are insane bro it's it's like i love to see what happens in person yeah because you're hiding behind a username exactly. not a real name mm. which Word. what does that tell you about your identity yeah a hundred percent what does that tell you about your identity i'll ask you jake it tells you a lot i mean i think we've done a series in in, in student ministry about what does it mean to be fake and I think a lot of us have this desire to be authentic, mm. but in comparison with everyone we see, arguably our culture, we we become fake because yeah. we give people what we think they want to see, not who we are. And these these phones only equip us to do that more yeah. and more and more. And now, and don't hear me. I know we're talking negatively a lot about it, but. Like, we both have phones. We mm-hmm. both are advocates of it. And I think we'll probably address it later on, but, like, there's a balance that we can get to eventually. Yeah, 100%. Um, but if we if we were to keep going, we, we, we talk about this, and we talk about this designation from the Lord to be in community. Look at Adam and Eve. When we look back to the garden, it is not good for man to be alone. Adam is given Eve, even though he had the animals, because he needed like community. Yeah. These phones distract us from real community, so much so that people can't even have conversations. Like, no. we talk to students all the time, and it's like, hey, man, how you doing? And, Good. And then they go straight to their phones. Yeah, phone bro, screen. and then they go sit on a couch and go straight to their phones. Like, yeah. bro, stop. Put that stuff down. Interact with people. And it's funny because, sidebar, whenever we go to, like, camp where yeah. there is no service mm-hmm. or we do an event where we're like, hey, no phones, yeah, y'all talk to each other. You do. Yeah. So you can do it. And I would say this is and true for adults, it. too, by the way. 100%. This is not just students anymore. This yeah. is adult. I've seen 68-year-old people, 70-year-old people <laughs> go to an, an event and go sit down and be on their phone. My mom has been on her phone at times where I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you are 74 years old. Get off your phone and have a conversation. Yeah. Like, Facebook can wait. Fact. So this, this problem transcends just Gen Z. This is a... Yeah. A world problem, but anyway, I'm you know getting all worked up. I don't I don't mean to get worked up, um, but what does the Bible say about community, Brody? Like when we start looking at, obviously we're created to be in community. It's not good for Adam to be alone, but it doesn't just address it uh, in Genesis. We see this in the New Testament. Talk talk to me about this. What does community really mean? What does it mean for us to be designed to be in community? It's a great point. The I think the best place to look at, and I love this verse. I've actually read this verse a ton in my life because it is the the picture of what we were meant to be mm-hmm. as followers of Christ in this world. And that's Acts 2, 42 to 47. Oh, I love that verse. It is the epitome of this is what the church does. Yeah, absolutely. And the first part is, I think, the most applicable to 
what we're talking about here. It's verse 42. They devoted them themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, fellowship, community, being with each other. Which, by the way, is a hardcore over church word. But yeah. like what it literally, real fellowship means being in community and just yeah. enjoying each other. Yeah. And what do they do? They broke bread and prayer. So they met, had they dinner, ate, ate. And they hung out and then they And prayed. they prayed. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They devoted themselves to the word of God. Like, how Which amazing is that? everything that the enemy attacks you with. Like, yeah. the only way you can fight enemy attacks is by feeding yourself with the yeah. Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that shows itself to be victorious over the enemy. Let me just, let me unpack that right quick. Who is the Word? Jesus. Jesus. Who's the one who has victory over the enemy? Jesus. Mm. Jesus is the living Word. The Word, the written Word through Scripture is the only thing that gives us victory and triumph over the enemy. The living word is the only person, fully God, fully man, who has had victory over the enemy, who has triumphed. Bro, we ignore the word too much. Yeah. Guilty. Same. 100%. You know, I think, I think, I think it's important to say that, you know, you go on in that, in that text in verse 44, it says one of my favorite things. Uh, they went on and they had all things in common. Yeah. I believe that because of these distractions in our life, these phones always having service and us yeah. always being zoomed into it, we don't find commonality anymore. We may find common interests, but even in our common interests, there's so much diversity in one even segment of interest that it, it still isolates us. Yeah. Right? So if you like Batman for example, like that's a total nerdy thing or, or Dragon Ball Z. I like Batman. I do too. I love both of them. You can be a specific person. And even though you have a, in common, I like Batman, there's going to be differences and diversities and you're going to just naturally isolate from any form of community. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't even touch on like the authentic relationships that we have, Brody. Yeah. That, that's just digital. Yeah. You know, I think Hebrews 10 says something that's really important. Mm. Because of phones, we need to apply this verse. It says, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, speaking of the day of the Lord, yeah, we have disregarded meeting together in an Acts 2, 42 through 47 way mm. because we've been so distracted. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of my student, my kid, they can't connect at church. They don't connect with anyone. I can't tell you the number of adults who tell me, I just can't find, I can't find connection there. Yeah. Perhaps it's not the place that is the barrier of connection, but it's the state of our hearts that is preventing us from being able to connect with other people because we're so distracted. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think that it's, it has made our perceived reality of the church mm -hmm. diminish. Because yeah. looking when you go back to the Acts verse, verse forty two like sets up the entire rest of the thing. Oh, absolutely! It's like this is what they did, and this is what happened because of what they did. So when they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and breaking of bread and prayer, what happened? Awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together had all things in common. They were selling possessions and belonging and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, this is what part I love, attaining the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, so community, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. 
and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm. So God blessed their faithfulness in their community, them pouring into each other, doing what we were designed to do, and added to their numbers every single day. Yeah, Jesus did not call us to easy things. He called us to hard things. Yeah. Picking up this phone is super easy. Diving into this phone when you're in the midst of an uncomfortable situation, super easy. Having a conversation with someone you don't know is extremely difficult, especially now post-COVID world. Jesus called us to difficult things. Mm -hmm. You need to put the easy down and embrace the difficult to see the reward of what Jesus has established for us. Yeah. You want biblical community. You want authentic community. Devote yourself to the word of God, not to the phone of man. Mm -hmm. That's reality. And we're, dude, nobody sitting in this room or in this building is saying, I've got it all figured out. Because we don't, man. We do not have this figured out. I think, and the social dilemma hits on this, identifying the issues is the first step. This is a problem. This is a problem for everyone. This is a problem that the enemy has subtly crept in our lives in every part. And it's just calling out and saying, hey, I don't want to be dependent on this thing. I want to be dependent on the Lord. And so I need to understand how to use this as the tool that it is and not embrace it as the complete distraction from, um, first and foremost, my relationship with the Lord, yeah. uh, my relationships with other people, my interactions, my dedications, my hobbies. Like, There's got to be a focus, and we've got to put things in the proper perspective when it comes to how we utilize uh, the benefits of technology, specifically with phone. Yeah, so practically, kind of wrapping this up. Yeah. Practically, what can we do to maybe decrease the amount of screen time we have to increase the amount of community we have and focus more on the Lord, but also not necessarily give up the phone? Because in a way, I do think that society has evolved to where we, we need them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um, wholeheartedly agree. That's why it's a tool. Yeah, but what? how do we be careful and set proper boundaries? So again, I think I hit on this just a second ago. I think the first step practically is identify the issue. Yeah. Okay. Look at your life and really see, okay, how often do I pick this thing up? Look at your, your usage time. How often are you on your phone? You want to be called out? Look at your yeah. phone usage. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, but start the conversation. Start the conversation in the communities that you exist with your family, with your friends. Like, hey, how often are we all on your phone? Yeah. And it's it's not a, uh, a subjective question. It's objective. Literally look at the phone and say, okay, it says that I've been on my phone for seven hours a day. <laughs> so start the conversation, I think, is step one. Yep. And, and remember, okay, here's why that's step one. Because part step two, would I would say... You're not in it alone, and you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Like everything in our walk with the Lord and every sin that we try to address, you cannot do it alone. Part of that is a prayer for the Lord to reprioritize our hearts and our affections. God, please don't let this thing replace you. Please, God, don't let me be affectionate for the things that this contains. Let me be affectionate for you, Lord. Let me be able to sit with you, Lord, and sit with your people Prayer is a huge aspect of the countering of loneliness, but also bringing in others in community to, to say, hey, do y'all see this as a problem too? Because, you know, you yeah. and I have talked about this. Of course, 100%. And there's accountability that comes yeah. in with that. There's a phrase that we used to use as my friend group, because we actually, my friend group, we realized this, mm-hmm. that we're often, it, we said, hang up and hang out. Yeah. It was that simple. Like, if my friend were on their phone, it'd be like, hey, bro, hang up and hang out. Come on. Like, you can be on that later. Let's yeah. hang out. Come on. Yeah. Um, 
and honestly, like we all did it to each other because there were times where that was told to me, and I was like, you know what, you're right. But it was accountability. Yeah. Because my, and maybe you're, you're your family. Say, hey, Dad, hang up and hang out. Like, I want to talk to you. How's your day going? Absolutely. You know how much that would probably, like, speak volumes to your parents if you did that to them? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, so my mom would always say this, and I hated it when she would say it. And, and people say it all the time. It's, it's, it's garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. So once you start realizing, okay, I've identified this problem. I'm working with people. I'm telling people, hey, hang up, hang up and hang out. You'll start to realize what you're feeding yourself with, it changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously... I've had this conversation with a student. There was a student who told me, hey, I've listened to this type of music for 11,000 minutes in two months. I'm like, bro, that's a ton. That's a lot. But I bet it's not, I bet it's not a rarity. I bet that no. student is not the exception. I bet he's the rule. To which I've then broke down, and I was thinking, okay, so if most people don't read their Bibles, most people struggle, professing Christians struggle to pray, most of their only... Exposure to the Lord is through church at max. If you went three hours a week, all right, there are 52 weeks in a year. Let's just say you hit vacation on two. Do the math with me. What is 50 times three? I don't need that. That's 150 hours. Yeah. That's 150 hours. So in a year, you are exposing yourself to the things of God for 150 hours. And this dude who is the rule, not the exception, had already had 11,000 minutes of exposure, which I don't know how many hours that is, but I can promise you it's more than 150. Oh, yeah. So what we are feeding ourselves with when we embrace this thing so much, it's a demonstration of what's coming out of our lives. What fills us is what we pour out. Yep. And and the, the ending of this, so don't do it alone. Start the conversation, invite accountability, and watch yourself change as you intentionally change what you're feeding yourself yeah. with. Mm-hmm. If you're feeding yourself with the right things, real community, authentic community, the things of God through his word, through other believers' lives, through discipleship, you're going to start to see your anxiety, your loneliness, your distractions, your... Um, Mental health, you're going to start seeing it. Even your physical health, I'm, I'm convinced of it, start to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, bro, I think, I think we end, Brody, in, in my notes here, you've written Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Why don't you read that first? Because I think that's the perfect spot yeah. to land this plane. Yeah, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I think the perfect bow on this conversation is a, is a, is a, a confession that we don't have this thing figured out. Yeah. I think this, is, this could be an hours and hours long conversation. But in short, I think bringing light to the conversation bringing awareness to the reality of the distractions in our lives through these things, these, these technological phones, I think that's the great starting point. And, and then reflecting and understanding, okay, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellent, that's worthy of praise. Identifying what are we giving those affections and those praises to, and do they fit that criteria? Yeah. What are we practicing? I know what we're preaching, but what are we practicing? Hmm. And the prayer would be, 
our practice would match what we preach. And by preach, I just literally mean proclaim. Yeah. yeah. It's a good word. Amen. It's, dude, I'm convicted about this. Yeah, same. You're not alone. And I do want to acknowledge that we are, like, you're probably going to be listening to this on a smartphone. That's why we're <laughs> yeah, saying. Totally, yeah, totally. That's why, that's I, it's it's a tool, bro. You but can't that's, go without it. Yeah, that's why we're saying it's a tool. Don't make it an idol. Yeah, don't make Use it Use it for the good that it can bring you. Correct, absolutely. And one of those ways is that there are thousands and thousands of resources mm-hmm. that attr- that speak to God's word. Yeah. And you got to be careful where you find that. But yeah, there's lots of, you can use that to gain knowledge about the Lord even. So you I have your say, Bible app, read it. Yeah, I would say the biggest part of this podcast, you're like, man, what am I walking away from this? The biggest thing to walk away from this is just a self-reflection and awareness. Where am I at with this thing? Yeah. And did I even think about these things? Was it ever even like a reality for me? So yeah. again, this is not a condemnation of like, y'all get off your phones and <laughs> live life without it. Like go back to the ancient age. It's more of a, hey, how are you doing, man? Like, is this thing, are you using this or is this phone using you? Yeah, that's and a that's, hard question. That's the part of that. That's that. the point of this. So. Yeah. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully this conversation was good. Brody, thanks for all your hard work on on diving into some of this. Uh, Of course. You rocked it, brother. And uh, we hope you are having a great holiday season. We will see you on the next Vantage Point. Yeah. As always, you can reach us at brodyt at ibclex.com or jaked at ibclex.com or hit us up on our Instagram page. Brody can throw that up in the uh, YouTube. On the screen right now in here. Awesome. All right. Hey, bro. Proud of you. Let's roll. You too, bro. See you.